everyone. I'm not really one to put a trigger warning at the start of an episode, but this next conversation that I had with Russell Nolte during our last interview, it deals with some heavy psychological topics. So just be warned. We're talking about depression and suicide. I cut this from Russell's episode, but we both agreed it was important to talk about it out in the open. This conversation picks up after I ask Russell for his best advice, and some of it is repeated from episode 26. It's mostly unedited, but I did cut out a few parts for brevity. Though the subject matter is serious, both Russell and I hope that there's someone hearing this now that might just need to hear it. My my self-worth was was pretty high at that moment, but then, like it always does, um, you know, there's going to be bumps in the road. You know, I've had a lot of bumps in these past two years. You know, I was suicidal this time uh, uh, in June of last year, you know, like literally to the point of my wife, uh, 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 you know, my wife coming home and me saying, I'm glad we didn't have a gun because I would have shot myself today. He's like, definitely a hundred percent. And I was like, not joking. Um, and it, it came after failure, after failure, after failure, after bring $20,000 into a book launch and like making $2,000 of it back. It just, it wrecked me, destroyed me. And I had to find a new way to exist. Honestly, it, it is the, the seeds of Cthulhu is hard to spell too. And and uh, this this launch that I'm doing right now is this ability to take understand that I have intrinsic value as a human outside of the things that I make or the money that I make. That like it is a part of me, but not the whole piece of me. It, and if for some reason the money went away, I would still be a complete human. I would still be a husband and a brother and a friend and a son and all of these other things. If that one piece went away. Um, and when I talk to creators, I always try to tell them that like, you have to find a way to understand that you have the same intrinsic value as Bill Gates and the same intrinsic value as that homeless person on the street. Like you have, you have worth for just existing. And that doesn't change if you make a billion dollars or you lose a billion dollars. The thing like that is separate from who you are and what you are as a human. And more importantly, maybe not more importantly, but you will have peaks and valleys in your career. If you followed the last year of my life, I made $16,000 on the Ichabod five. Then I made $9,500 on um, $9,900 on the God's verse Then I made $31,000 on, on, on Cthulhu. It's hard to spell too. And then I made $9,500 on the summer slate. And then I'm going to make, I don't know, maybe 20 grand on this book, but like there's a, there's an arc to all of that stuff. Like they like, they're, they didn't all make $31,000. Some of them made a lot less than others. And some of them made a lot more. And you also will have books that, that, that do worse than previous books in the series. So for instance, Ichabod one did $39,000. Ichabod two did $31,000. Like people still think that's a huge success, but $8,000. Imagine just losing $8,000 bill. Like you just lost $8,000. Like that's not a, 
it's not like an easy thing to deal with, even if you had success. Like that's still like, imagine if it went into your bank account and just took $8,000 out of it. Like that's, that's the $8,000 that you expected to have because like book two should do at least as good as book one. Um, on Kickstarter at least, but that's not always true. All of these things, all of these factors, all of these variables will come at you during your career. And if you, if, if you tie your self-worth to the projects and the money that you make, you will be on a roller coaster and it will be unsurvivable. It will be, you, it, it will be unsurvivable, as unsurvivable as any other creative who's dealt with this stuff for their whole career. And you've got to find a way to understand that like you have value even no matter what your what your what you are worth there is still value there you doing okay man i i understand that uh you know it was last year 2019 but man uh no, I'm not doing. No, I'm not doing okay, man. Like, no, no, I'm not doing. I mean, I'm on medication now, but like, no, hell, no, I'm not doing okay. Like, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not been a good year. It's, it's, uh, not like. I mean, it's fine. I'm in a much better mental place than I was before, but like, nah, man, like the Nargles are still there. Like the thoughts of death are still there. Like they're just constantly there. And you just got to live with it. You can keep that. I don't care. Like, I'm perfectly fine with you, like, keeping that in the show. But, like, the truth is, like, no, absolutely not. Like, I am not okay. Or I should say I am as okay as I have ever been. But it still will be on the high end of the depression, anxiety, and, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and whatever other scale that people have for, like, this kind of stuff. And that's just a piece of like me as a creator. It's why I have to work. So when people ask me like, why do you write so much? It's literally because like, if I don't write, like I get suicidal. And so like every time I finish a book, if I haven't written for a couple of days, it starts to get really bad. And I'm like, oh shit, I haven't written. And the absolute only thing that stops it is the writing. And so that is why I've written five books this year. That is why I will probably write eight books this year. That is why I just can't stop because like anxiety fuels me. The depression fuels me. The friggin' darkness fuels my need to keep creating and keep making stuff. I bring it up because I know I'm, uh, I'm not a random internet stranger. I met you at LA Comic-Con, you know, but aside, come on, we, we barely know each other. You barely know me. I know you from your work. Right. Well, I mean, I think this is really important to talk about because like from the outside, a lot of people. So being successful is very hard because there are a lot of things that come along with being successful that are actually in many ways, like way harder than being the being unsuccessful. Maintaining fans is way harder than getting fans. It just is it's way harder to like keep them satisfied and make them feel like they are uh, valued and all of this stuff. But when you talk about it, it feels like people get very aggressive to you because like, they're like, well, how could you have problems? Like you have, pro- you can't have problems. You just raised $25,000 on Kickstarter or 30,000. Like from the outside, you look great. Like it looks like you're, you have everything. Um, and it really opened my eyes when I coming on the other side of it to like how I 
used to like be like, how could Britney Spears like go like, like shave all her head? Like how can all of this stuff happen to like, these people are, are like real humans. And like the pressure is, is very high. And, you know, I, I probably, if someone told me, if, if I told someone before I did this, that I'm going to go into business for myself to be like, you shouldn't do that. You should, it's too much pressure. Um, but so like, it's, it, it's important. I, I find it very important to talk about this stuff because it's hard for somebody, for me to trust anyone, to get close to anyone, especially because so few people are in the position I'm in. It's just like, so whenever I talk to somebody about it, it feels like I'm complaining to them. And so I don't complain to anyone. And there's not a lot of people to talk to, even in my friend circle, because like, I mean, it, I have a different friend circle for creators, but like most people are not super successful, are not like successful creators, like in the way that like they can make a living doing the thing and launch a lot of projects and do the stuff. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's like, I always just like understand that whoever it is, like is a human, like they are, they are humans and there are, there are things that like they plan. So for instance, you know, that Kickstarter from earlier this year, like I planned for it to hit $40,000 when it didn't, I was $10,000 short of my goal of like my, my yearly goal, because like that part fuels projects and you have this thing where you like, so uh, we have, you have projects, right? And when you don't make as much or your money pulls back, you have two choices. You either can pull back the projects and then have less money in the future like you, the less projected money in the future, or you can keep going with the projects and just be at a deficit. And neither is a good option. One of them is how you get bankrupt. And one of them is, is how you go out of business. So you, like, if you, if you make the wrong calculation, it's huge implications for whether you can continue to do the work. If you, if you stop your line of books or you stop making at the level that you're making, then like you won't have anything to launch in two years. But if you make, if you don't, um, if you, uh, but if, if, if you keep going and things continue to tank, you don't make that money back. And so you're running again, you could have been using that money to invest in, I don't know, widgets or some other thing, or just like go buy a home or take a vacation. And, and like, if things go down, like you're kind of screwed. So like there, anyway, there's all these kinds of things. And I, I, I wish that more people understood that just because you are making money does not mean you have money left at the end of the day. Cause like all of those projects cost a lot of money and all of those things come with a whole heck of a lot of responsibility. And so, so yeah, I mean, no, I'm not okay to answer your question. I mean, I am in probably the best place I've been, like mentally and spiritually and even physically in, in several years. Um, and the medication seems to be working at least, but like, yeah, I mean, I've been freaking out all day today and, and uh, freaked, freaked out all day yesterday because it's like, if the, if this launch doesn't go as well as I projected it to go, it will mean either cutting books or like, including ones I just like launched, I mean, I can't do that, which means I just have to like play out and hope that it gets okay. And I'm not a person that feels good about the future. And the only thing that really like, 
allows me to do all of this stuff is the idea that I am, even if it all went away tomorrow, I would still be loved and I would still have intrinsic worth and I would still deserve to be here. So, um, so yeah, sorry, I went to a dark place there, but I do think it's really important to like understand and I'm not even that successful. And I couldn't imagine the pressures on like the rock or like somebody else like that. And so I always tell one final story is my, my, um, my, um, my dad died in 2017 and my, my, his funeral was the day of my uh, biggest launch to that day. It was the pixie dust launch. It raised $25,000 and I literally didn't even watch it. end. I was just so tired. I was giving his eulogy while it was ending. And the week before I did a show, I did LA comic-con. It may have been the year that I met you. I don't remember what year it, it, it was 2017. So I think it was before I met you, but, um, I, I, I went to that show the day that he died. <laughs> he died at 7 a.m. and I had to be on the floor by 10 a.m. or something. And so my friend came, picked me up and drove me over to the show. And I just, I, I, I stood there all day. Like my friend came and helped me out at the booth. And then people came by all day and they told me their stories of like when their family died or when something horrible happened to them. And it was incredible because almost every single time they had something amazing happen to them, they also had something terrible to happen. So I was like, didn't you have a show on, on, on like network television at the time? And they were like, well, yeah, but like my parents both died like that year. And like all of this, so, so looking at just the out external failure uh, successes or failures doesn't really tell you the whole story. Uh, because like there's a, 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 every human that you meet has a vast internal life that, um, that is complicated and messy and whatever they project is not necessarily the thing that actually they will all like, like they are feeling at the time. I've become very good at couching all of the things that I feel in like Facebook posts or on blog, blog posts so that they, so that people can feel like they've learned something from me. But like that has taken a decade plus of, 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 of real deep, like inner work to figure out how to like make a positive out of the negative that will just be there until like, I'm not here, hopefully in 50 years, but like, I don't know when that will happen. You know, I mean, I was going to, I mentioned Anthony Bourdain earlier, I think, or at least I thought it. And I'm like, that thing hit me so hard. Cause like he was a person I looked up to like as a person who dealt with this, not well, but like he dealt with it and he dealt with it openly. And it's like, really, it's really horrifying to think like, this is a person who like openly talked about it. And then one day he was gone. And like, I don't know, like, I mean, I, some of this stuff gets you all, I don't plan on doing anything, but like, God, I, 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 I fear that day every day still, like, even though I'm in a great mental place, you know, you're only, you're always one day from a, from a breakdown. You're always one day from spiraling. And the thing that I've learned over the past year is how to stop the spiral and stopping the spiral is so important because uh, uh, if like, it's very hard to get out from under that spiral. And I've learned to, to use a thing that Trump said to blow a, to put a nuclear bomb inside of the tornado and like blow it up from the friggin' inside out. And 
Uh, and so learning coping mechanisms and all of these things has been helpful, but like, nah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm very confident that I'll never be all right again, or maybe this is just all right. And like, yeah, that's what I got to say. I mean, you can keep every single word that I said have like, like, I think that it's really important to bring this stuff up because nobody else will. So I have become very good at being the third rail of independent comics or the the open nerve of independent comics. And I know I'm not the only one who feels this way, who feels that like their Kickstarter is not going well or not to what expected or like things are going and like there's nowhere for them to go because like there's just nothing. There's like no one, there's no like support group of that type that exists in comics uh, that you can just go and be like, Hey man, like thought about killing myself today. And other people would not be like, Oh my God, like that's horrible. It's like, no, it's just like Tuesday. Like, can I just not be open and honest about that? Um, so yeah, I mean, I, 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 like nobody is alone. Like everyone who feels that way, like you're not alone. Like I promise you that like there are ways to, to like cope with it. I promise you there are ways to like, to like, to like live your best life and to still be successful and to, you know, to, to be grateful for everything. But like, but yeah, it's, it's hard, you know, it's, it's not easy. Uh, and it's really not easy because you took a real tough, took a real tough row. Like it's not easy to put your heart into a project and then watch as not as people like say no to it. Like that takes a lot of courage and takes more courage than almost anybody has. And that, that you are doing it, that you, Bill, are doing it, and that we're all doing it is a testament to just how brave we actually are. <laughs>